Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> here on July 3rd, 2019. It's your big holiday tomorrow in the United States. We had ours on Monday. July 1st is our Canada Day. But anyway, I was just, Jerry was making me laugh before the show started, and I, I wanted to say there's a lot of Americans that I really like. Jerry Albright's one of them. He's a funny guy. Thank you. Always appreciate it. Uh, showing my gratitude, okay? Anyway, but now turning to more serious affairs, a lot of people block me on Twitter. Uh, a lot, okay? Why do they do that? Just because I disagree with them, right? And uh, I had one of my uh, usual run-ins just uh, last week with uh, a longtime uh, social media buddy who posted uh, a very strong opinion about one of the big stories in the news, and I challenged it, right? So she said I was trying to make her look bad. She said I'm always trying to make her look bad. But you know what? I wasn't. I was just talking to her. She posted something, so I replied. So then she came back to me with a bunch of graphs that supported her claim, she said, right? I told her, those are generalities, okay? Look at the exact story that we're talking about. Those numbers are irrelevant here, right? She didn't agree with me. And then her friend got involved. The friend started posting GIFs of people, you know, those uh, moving pictures of people who were rolling their eyes and were just totally exasperated with me, right, of course. And then she told me, she said, look, this other person has already given you the data, so why can't you see that she's right? So I said, look, the data is irrelevant. Those are generalities that have no relevance to this story. Take a look at it. Read it, you know. And, of course, nobody tried to address the specific issues I was raising. They just kept shouting, the data, the data, you know, like it was an amulet. I kept shouting back, the story, the story. And in the end, uh, you know, I said, okay, I won't comment on your stuff <laughs> anymore. And I won't, right? If someone's very sensitive, I steer clear. But I got to tell you, tomorrow, as I said, is the 4th of July, okay, in the United States. It's a, a great democracy. You're going to celebrate it. But people are people. I don't care if they're Americans or, or not. And most people can't stand disagreement, okay? But now we're on a show where disagreement is encouraged. And Jerry, Jerry, what show is that? That or this? Dude, you, that's this. Really what way sh- off. Uh, what, what show, show is, is this, Jerry? Come on. What show? They're recruiting animal Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. That I want was to thank... impressive. Okay. I want to thank my sponsors before I get going. PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. Uh, even though 
<laughs> the sponsor didn't show up for last week. He was a guest. He didn't show. And also, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. Oh, Jerry, you know, i got to tell you something. Before we get going, I want your opinion yeah. on this. Okay. okay. Re- researchers in Scotland found that people, human beings, are attracted to other people who smell like them, who have similar odors, body odors, huh. right? So I was wondering how a recruiter could overcome <laughs> that kind yeah, of yeah. I don't know. Un- That's not uh... un- unconscious bias. Unconscious bias. I came up with an idea. The hiring manager has to tell the recruiter the candidates must wear deodorant to the interview. You got to tell them, okay, to cover wow. up their natural smell. What do you think of that? Um, I, you know, I I'm so far away from my expertise. I don't even have any thoughts on it. What about the What do you think about what do you think about wearing perfume to an interview? Okay, well you're covering up your natural body odor there, uh, Kathy. So uh, maybe you know if if your body odor clicked with the hiring manager, you know you're you're screwing yourself. Uh, maybe hmm. I shouldn't use that word. Okay. okay, Michael G. Cox, did you have something to say about it? <laughs> I, I would highly recommend. Uh, Deodorant, yes. Okay, but should we tell them, you know, tell them? Uh, like, what about these IT guys? I hear they don't wear deodorant. Should we say, look, you've got to wear deodorant when you come to this interview? If if you perceive it, if you know, you've met with your candidate and you think it might be an issue, I would suggest addressing the issue. Okay. You know, the, the point is we don't meet with all our candidates, and you should know already. Get off that speakerphone, Okay. Somebody's Everybody on something get bad, off your and that's going to wreck phone. your show. Yeah. Hey, Mike's here, by the way. Mike Rasmussen's here. Mike Rasmussen, the guest. I was coming to you, but these guys butted in. What's your take on this smell issue now? We've got, you know, bias caused by smell, which is invisible. Hmm. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's, I don't know if you can really prepare for that. I mean, it, it's. Yeah. Well, what about telling I mean, people, look, you've got, go you, ahead. You can, well, I, I, think you can, I think you can say to the candidate, uh, you know, you want to dress and look your best. You can say that. And I think hopefully uh-huh. naturally common sense would kick in and they would know okay. to put on. Yeah, yeah you trust, you know? he's got trust in the candidate. Kathy wants to say something again. What's that, Kathy? I was, I God was forbid I shouldn't let say- you. I would say that, you know, pursuant to my question, you know, my my advice is, you know, probably not wear perfume, but, you know, deodorant's a good thing. And, uh-huh. you know, just do it in your prep for how they should dress. Make it just gloss okay. over it. But No way. It. But, Animal, wasn't the subject <laughs> managers hire people who smell like them? Yeah. So how are you, how you going to – Olfactorily know what they smell like. Well, I mean, how do you, how they, would you they, even they, know they, that? Like no, maybe they smell like in with them and they smell like tangerines or something, and then you say, "Hey, candidate, I got a tip for you. Smell no, like a tangerine, and you're in." That's <laughs> hey, ridiculous. See, this is a ridiculous is, subject. Cover up the smell. <laughs> cover up the smell. That's what I'm saying, Jerry. So it's not an issue anymore. Well, okay. uh, a male, a male smell. Every, every deodorant has a smell. What? Well, not all of them. But a male hiring manager man. would not want to wear, you know, Versace yellow diamonds. So I would not smell like a male right. hiring manager. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I think Once I'm again, getting lost. Mike, 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 
the best Pardon possible, me? like, Who's you're, you're typing? all the best. Who's this, Maureen? Loud? <laughs> Who's typing so loud? Come on. I can't hear anything. Clunk, 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 clunk. You know, Maureen, was, she told me to get a silent typewriter, you know, okay. keyboard. And I actually went out and bought one, right? But then I found out she didn't have one. Okay. I don't know if that's her. Have you, have you seen the one. YouTube show, the YouTube uh, videos where, where these uh, pranksters go in and they'll have the, the typewriters and they'll go into a library? Have you seen those? No, I don't know who's talking. I can barely hear you. You're on a speakerphone. It was my – sorry, I speak up a little bit, but that – have you seen the folks that go in and there's on you, there's YouTube videos where they have uh, these folks who go in and they'll uh, have these typewriters and they go into a library and they, they start typing as a prank. Yeah. No, well, I got on the, uh, the movie uh, Jackass where the guy goes in and tries out the uh, toilet in the plumbing store. <laughs> you seen that? Has anybody seen that? No. <laughs> Uh, Emily, you better get the show going here, dude, or your sponsors are going to start bailing. Okay. Okay. Seriously. It's the only show that's raised that issue, I guarantee it. Success tips. Quick, here's a bunch of quickies for you. Not what time did you go to, What time did you go to bed last night, Mike Rasmussen? Me, I went to bed at 10. What time did you wake up? I, uh, 7 o'clock. 7? Well, that's a lot of sleep. Do you need that much for real? No, no, I just I got some good sleep last night. It was good. No, I okay, so generally you're, you're, you don't believe you're not one of these six o'clock. You don't believe in you're not a six o'clock club person. Oh, get up early. That's the key to success. You don't believe in that. I tend to get up around six forty-five most of the time. So yeah, okay. The Are you not answering the question? I you're would, not answering hey, the question. I have to, what did you have for hey, breakfast? Mike, what did you have for breakfast? Hey. What did you have for breakfast? Oatmeal. Oatmeal. Do you meditate? Yes or no? I have some silent time where I go and I uh, kind of go No, that's a no. A final question. Do you work out? You know what? You called on a crappy phone. You're going to wreck this show for sure. I just got to tell you. Hold on. Hold on. I'll I'll fix it. Hold on. I'll fix it. He's wrecking the show. Is that better? Yeah. Much better. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. Do you work yeah. out? Final question. Do you work out? Do you exercise yes, every day? Yes, okay. Good. Okay, that's his success tips. Do you do you keep records of the work hours required to fill each job? Like this job took 60 hours. You know, there's three people working on it. It's 180 hours it took us to find this project manager with specific experience. Do you keep detailed records about hours worked for every job? Oh, well, I'm if you know there are times where some managers like that's a to know no okay that, i know i knew it was a no, no when no, you no, didn't no, say no, yes don't. hey you you're you're not letting me finish my thought here um so here's here's the thing mike so i i record a, i tally how many hours i work on a specific project if that makes sense and because i'm corporate um i don't have billable, billable hours cuz i'm not on an agency side but in my case, I do keep a general record of, of what I'm doing so I can give uh, quick stats to the managers as needed in order to keep, uh, you know, things on track and to, to uh-huh. also show okay. them. Which kind the, of jobs the are the, take, they take the lowest hours? Which kind of jobs take the lowest number of hours? 
the lowest number of hours are the probably the non-technical ones. Like the technical ones take more time. <laughs> okay, I'm asking for a job title. Don't make me pull teeth, okay? Okay, software engineers. <laughs> Those they ones take, take the most time. Hours. They take the yes, most time. And how how yeah, much is that? How many hours? How many hours? Per week? Are you asking? On per job. Per job. For those tough oh. jobs, how many hours are you putting in on them? Okay. Probably about 240. Wow, for a software engineer. Jerry, what do you say? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you track your hours? Jerry? This kind of a question shows that you are way out of your league even at, asking this. Okay, I'll tell you what I got hours? it from. That's a ridiculous I didn't make question. it up. I didn't make it up. I got it from the, one of the presenters, the big, big uh, top presenters right now in Europe. Okay? Yeah, that, yeah well, that's, a, that's a lame question, dude. You, you can't. You, you're, are, you, are you asking starting from scratch, from zero, with no lifetime knowledge, no understanding of the industry, no history, no relationships, no past experiences? Starting from scratch? It depends that's on the, the company. only way that question is relevant. Otherwise, the wheel is always spinning. Mm-hmm. Get, get to a question that's Jerry, legitimate. We're all professionals here, man. This isn't this isn't newbie show, is it? Michael Seriously, G. Cox, is that a ridiculous, ridiculous question? Michael G. Cox, is that a dumb question? No, I, I don't think it's a. It's just how, how do you measure that, man? It's, it's not right. There's no way to measure that. Why not? So you, you here's Mike. You get the so here's the thought. So the big Gosh. the big most. The most important thing to remember is relevancy. What is the, you know, what are the circumstances and why? You know, you can't just track something to track it, right? I mean, you have to have a reason. So the big key is, you know, is it relevant to, you know, consulting with your hiring manager and being a better partner to them to help them realize or realign an expectation? How about, how about, you ever if heard about cost purpose, of hire, Mike? That's a good Mike, purpose. Mike, you ever heard the term cost of hire? Okay, and it, it yeah, just tells you course, what the yeah. cost of hire person is. Okay, that's yeah. that's the logic there. Okay, that's a good point. But yeah, I mean, you have Mike, to have relevancy for the purpose of of the hiring yeah, manager. I don't know. I don't. Okay. With it's odd. The relevancy is obvious. It's the cost of of, of doing business. Okay, you, I noticed in your pictures you're going gray. We had a discussion about that. Maureen uh, <laughs> raised it a couple of weeks ago. Have you ever thought of dyeing your hair? Have you ever thought of dyeing your hair? It makes me look distinguished. <laughs> so no, you you He's think looking older is is, oh, is, is a plus? You know, it's actually a curse from my uh, my mom's side of the family. Um, yeah. All oh. the guys in on our you know even in our early thirties mid thirties go gray. So yeah. I don't know. It is it's part of the reality. Dyed hair looks what? horrible and makes a man look older. I'm sorry. I hate it. <laughs> Okay. It does. Okay, but what's her name? Uh, Krista Branford, uh, her husband, who's a professional saxophone player, she said he dyes his hair. So I looked at his video, and, and he looked pretty good. Although I tend to agree with you, Kathy. I tend, Kathy, I think it doesn't matter. Why, Mike? Well, you know what? It matters in the fact that there is some bias with people who have gray hair. And if they're being interviewed face to face, apparently it's a huge bias. That's what that's what right. everyone's saying. It's a huge bias. But for okay. men, I don't think it's an issue as much. I think you know, my husband went white when he was in his thirties. 
You know, okay. I, I don't yeah. think it's an issue. Okay. It's actually okay. more common than you think, I think, right, Kathy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it looks okay. great. So are albinos. They're common, too. Okay. Uh, let's, oh, so, uh, what about, do you ask for recommendations from people on LinkedIn? Do you say, listen, I, I'd like, do you ever call anybody up or email them and say, I'd like you to write a recommendation for me, a good one? The answer to that is I have to know them and have to have had a business relationship with them. I know there are people out there that send random recommendation requests to people. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, so all the people that I ever request a recommendation from, I have to know in some way, shape, or form before I will do that. So, yes, you do. Yes, you do, but do, you don't send them to everybody. In other words, you know, you've been on everyone. this show so many times, you should know how to answer already. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry, do you send out recommend? Do you ask for recommendations? No. <laughs> Why not? Who cares about a stupid ass recommendation? Why would you Everybody ask Jerry cares. that question? A- Why would what? you ask Jerry that question? Jerry would never do that. I would never yeah. do that. I, I, I can't like that. Would be, by the way. No, I can't see him ever doing that. Kathy, do you do it? I did. Yeah, I did. And okay. it, I thought it worked well for me. Uh-huh. So okay. yeah, I did do it. Okay. Michael G. Cox, do you do that? Do you ask for recommendations? We we were told to a few years ago to get recommendations from all the other recruiters. It was basically a, a big uh, – I can't use that word. It was like, yeah. you know, I, I would do one for you and you would do one for me, and it was absolutely ridiculous and pointless. Anytime I see a recruiter with a bunch of recommendations, I think, that poor schmuck asking all those people for recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Anybody I, I else on the line wanted? A lot anybody of else on the line? On, on a lot of mine were give unsolicited. A few out and it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Okay. But a lot anybody of mine were else? not, I did not ask for a lot of mine. Okay. So. Yeah. Anybody else here want to talk about that? Anybody else? No? Recommendations I'm going to see how many recommendations on, on you have, Animal. Pardon me? I, you know what? In the past, I wouldn't even accept recommendations. I didn't like them. Now I'm more open. Okay. Um, let me see. Here, listen to this. I read that people with, you know, with wide mouths are perceived by other people. What? With wide mouths? You've mouth? got five recommendations. you got uh, Dave Mendoza. <laughs> oh, God. Me. Oh, no. <laughs> and Maureen. <laughs> yeah. Jenny Devon. Yeah, and Peter Lunk. What's he up to? I don't that know. was from May of tw- March of 2010, by the way. Your last, yeah. oh my gosh. last recommendation was eight years ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't take them. <laughs> so uh, hold on. Here, here. Listen. Here's the thing. People, there's a the psychologists did a study and they found that people with wide mouths are perceived by other people to be better leaders. You know, and perform and uh, for their their they perform better actually in their you know their actual leadership effectiveness in business and politics. So Mike Rasmussen, what kind of nonsense? What kind of nonsense are you getting into, dude? The psychology. The psychology. Would you would you let that influence you? The wideness of somebody's mouth. Who's the guest today? You talking to Mike? Mike Rasmussen. No, I would not. Sweet let that Jesus, you've got a wide mouth. Will you lead us? 
I would not let yeah. that influence me on any decision I would okay, make. Okay, but no. here's the thing, Mike. Mike, you might not realize that you're responding to that person's wide mouth, okay? It's subconscious. That's why the psychologists <laughs> test it. What, Most of my work is weird, man. Phone, my friends, so I don't really see their mouth. <laughs> you don't? Like, well, what can we do to pr- protect ourselves from unconscious bias against wide mouths? Switch this to any <laughs> other body part, and the stock in this show goes up. Okay. Okay. What about someone with no upper lip? Now, that bothers me. Okay, there you go. But you actually notice that, so at least you can catch your bias, okay? Yeah, but, you I know, do. I'm yeah. afraid I'm going to end up being part of a group lawsuit here one of these days from this show. Oh, yeah, I didn't say anything. I didn't say that. Okay. It was a joke. It was a joke. Mike Rasmussen, recruiting uh, video emails. Do you ever put a video in, in your recruiting emails? I have not personally done that, but I hear it has Why? great value and – why haven't um, you? Why not? Because I, yeah. I really haven't had the time <laughs> to put one together yet. Jerry, have you done it? I, Jerry, have uh, you done it? No. Nope. Mike, Mike, Mike. Um, <laughs> Michael G. Michael G. Cox. One of those be Michael. One will be Mike. Michael G. Cox. Have you used them? Uh, video in recruiting emails. I would say yeah, in so it, you, email via in on LinkedIn, not in mails. But to people that I've connected with, yes. And and there's and you're saying what are you saying in that? Hi, I'm nice nice to meet you. My name is Mike. What do you say? It's like uh, for a recent connection, it'd be something like, "Hey, uh, Mike, thanks for connecting with me recently. Um, I've got an opportunity that I'm currently working on, and wanted to run this by you. But rather than sharing a fifteen hundred word." essay that you're probably not going to read anyway, check out this quick two-minute video, and that video gives them a quick overview of the opportunity. And then they can they can tell me whether or not they want to move forward. Okay, but is that you? I get, I get a very high response rate. Is, is that you talking to your camera? Is that is that what it is? Um, it can be. More often than not, it's kind of like a – um, just a, a, a screen capture video that's going through a presentation that's covering uh, compensation and what the job entails, what they would be selling, and an overview of the of the company. Okay, so but what's on the screen? It says, is it text? It sounds like you said I'm not going to give you text, and now you're giving them text. What, what what's on the screen? If it's not well, you, it's talking. like a it's like a presentation. It's like a a Prezi video. It's a Prezi presentation that um, has very few words on it. It's just kind of like little bubbles that that shows them. It's not pictures of people smiling at the office with uh, with uh, a narrative over top of it, is it? No, no people smiling hands at the office. And stuff. No shaking hands. Um, nothing like that. No. Anyway, you recommend it. You you get good responses on it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, it's work. It's working pretty good because people don't read. Long email. Okay. I used it uh, as well. You did Not way that, back then. Way back, way back when. No, when in De- when I was at Deloitte, I used them. Yeah. And oh, really? The, was um, it you? Candidates, the candidates loved them. Absolutely oh, loved it you, them. It was, was the, it you yourself talking. Who? What was in the in the picture in the no. film? 
No, it was generally after I'd had the phone screen with the candidate, and then they would want more information about the company. And then Deloitte had specifically made oh, okay. um, videos. And th- yeah. No, but they were great. You asked about videos. It doesn't have to be me. Okay, well, what I meant was when you take a video of yourself and you say, hi, I'm Mike Rasmussen, I'm a recruiter, and I'm interested in you, and and here's why. I've got this position, I know, and so you're actually, you know, you're talking to the person, or this is, or you got the hiring manager, here, I'm a recruiter, here's my hiring manager, he wants to have a chat with you, and then the hiring manager comes on and has a a personable one-minute conversation. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. I like that. Uh, uh, Look, uh, everybody on this show is pretty articulate. I, I would listen to to, to Mike Rasmussen or Michael G. Cox. I would even listen to Jerry, okay? So, uh, Notice how I'm go. left out. Notice how <laughs> I'm left out. Notice yeah, that. Well, I'm talking to you. Uh, Kathy, I'm talking to you about it, okay? And you're saying, uh-huh. but, uh, uh, in, contrast, in contrast, you were endorsing, just so I, I have to defend myself, you were endorsing these company-made videos. And I'm saying, in contrast to that, I'm talking about you yourself. And so you you didn't say I don't want it. You're not going to do what you said. You go using the company one. I'm saying I like it if these other anyway. By the way, I may be back working. I may be back working again. So I'm really happy. Good. Like, I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. for you. Okay. Thanks. Okay. My, Mike Rasmussen. Okay. Yeah. Mike. Okay. Should a recruiter be judged by new hire retention? I mean, if you make a, a high, if you if you present some candidates. You know, person stays only a short time. Is that bad on you? Are you responsible? I don't think so. I think that that really depends on the um, the organization to support the onboarding and the training of the candidate. I don't think that comes back to the recruiter necessarily. Okay, so you don't think you can detect uh, uh, this guy's not very stable or this woman is not very stable. You can't detect that before. There's certain you can you can to some degree in the screening process, but um, you know when it comes to the if they make the hiring decision, if the the business makes the hiring decision, that's on them. They have to you know get that candidate onboarded, give them the right training, give them okay. get them up to so speed. So if you had let's say you you, you them, had three you, you like had that. three hires, you worked on three projects, and every one of them, the candidate you you know that they got from you, the the new hire didn't last six months. Do you think your hiring your boss might come to you and say, "Mike, what's going on? Uh, you're screwing up." Would, would he or she do that? Would your manager do that? Not in my boat necessarily, because we have such high volume, and I don't often get that. Um, uh-huh. But I, I I think if it was with the same manager, you might want to have, and you're working with that same manager over and over again. Okay, You'd so you would actually blame the manager. It wouldn't be a case it. of them coming to you. It would be you going to them and saying, hey, what are you screwing things up here? I'm giving you good candidates. And once they're hired, they're gone overnight. And it's not me. It's you, Ms. Manager. You're doing something <laughs> wrong. And then would you go through a checklist, like you said, of uh, onboarding process and training? Yeah, I think you would, You'd, I think okay. that's relevant. I think you'd, you'd want to talk through that okay. with them. Okay, so you would turn the tables. I, I, the I, I, I like the way you did that. You turned the tables on them. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. I'm going to do an ad right now for Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hey, I saw superstar recruiter Amy Miller Okay, answer a question on Facebook about her favorite sourcing tool. And you know what she said? She said it's Hire Tool, hands down, hands down. 
She said, I recruit engineering managers in big tech, and I've done side-by-side comparisons with Hire Tool, AI sourcing function, and another brand name tool. And you know what? It was no contest. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, provided relevant results with full contact info. The other tool didn't. Let's leave it at that. It missed the mark. So she's happy to discuss it with anybody who wants to. Amy Miller, superstar for Hire Tool. Okay, back to Mike. Mike, before I go on, are there any issues that, you know, you burning issues that you think about a lot in recruiting that, that you, you know, want to discuss? Yeah, you know, I think the tight labor market and, and really making, you know, what, you know, what does the, everybody here think about attracting candidates in this tight market and working through, and well, you have to, to be more specific. And, no, no, you can't. It's just too old. What do you mean think about attracting just candidates? Just the competitive what do you mean? market. And yeah, okay, well, well, be specific. Like, and... well, be specific. Well, what do you mean uh, uh, some specific way of attracting? You're talking about job ads? Or are you talking about yeah, no, just uh, cold calls? How do you differentiate uh, you well, know, you tell us your first reach out? How uh, do you differentiate what? How does do that affect? How does, what, what does everyone think about the effect? How do you be most effective with uh, your reach okay. outs in Jerry the first. market now? If Jerry's still awake, if Jerry's still awake, let's see what he's doing. Jerry, are you there? No. Michael G. Cox, do you, can you answer that question? Can you repeat the question, it, please? I don't know what it was, really. It's kind of vague, okay? It's, it wasn't vague. Uh, uh, oh, okay. oh, you ask it then, Kathy. Go on. Okay, I, I agree with you, Mike. It's like I, I think where it begins is you have to modify the way you look at, can, at contacting candidates, um, and, and that's a big problem. I mean, like you said, the tight labor market, how are you going to get their attention? Um, and have you thought of any good ideas for that solution? Okay, Michael G. Cox, that's the question. The tight labor market, how do you get people's attention? Well, are you doing anything special? You just told us you've got these videos. Yeah, the, the video is helping because it's a, it's a faster way to communicate the basics of the opportunity and the, the client organization. Um, and the anything kind of else? What's in it. Um, I'm connecting directly with individuals versus sending them in-mails that nobody reads anyway. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you mean you're cold calling them? No, <clears throat> no. Because what does connect directly? What does connect directly mean then? On LinkedIn. Oh. So is that well, new? I'll I mean, I'll I'll tell you what ahead. I do. I mean, one. Yeah, one of the uh, you should have done that to be first off. You should have done that right away. Go well, ahead. Be, okay. Before I'll you do go that. into no, that I'm... animal, it, it's this isn't anything new, and and I don't think the the tight labor market is is making things any more. Difficult. The fact is that the people that we recruit for and the people that, that are hiring managers want to, or if, if you're external, your clients want to hire, those individuals were never unemployed uh, anyway. The, the, the folks mm-hmm. that were paid to hire or, or recruit, they. Okay, the, the, the passive candidates. We're them. after passive candidates, so it's not like all the people who were looking have got sucked up. 
Okay, so yeah, that's what, that's what you're saying. Okay, I, I don't, I'm lost. Michael Michael Rasmussen, what do you want to say? You know, we've lost everybody. They're not listening to us anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll just say so. I, next time I'll lead off with a suggestion rather than you know ask. So in this case, what I was thinking of and what I've been trying and seems to work fairly well is I you know if I send an in, in mail whatever contact method I use. I always try to follow it up with a call as much as possible as well. So I do try to find the phone number and, and get to the bottom of that. But I think a phone call. How many times do you call? How many times do you call? How, How many, many times, times do I call? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to call in the same day. I'm going to space it out maybe by 48 hours. And I find yeah. that works fairly well. I'll say, hey, you didn't see my message and, you know, still very interested to talk to you. Um, okay, so I, you're I leaving voicemails. Hold on. You're leaving voicemails? Look, okay. And how many will you leave? I'll leave three, and then I'll say, hey, you probably didn't see my message, but I uh, just wanted to follow up one okay, more so time. You leave Maybe four, you're not you'll available. Leave, you, will leave, you will leave four voicemails all told. Is that what you're saying? Yes or no? Three. Three. Okay, three. How many emails will you send? Two. But I space it and out. Over how and long a period? Is that over the course of a week? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. You see how easy it is once you once you, you make it specific. Good. Okay. And and so <laughs> you how, got it. More how, specific. How, yeah. How often do once you start pestering them like that, do they respond positively? I would say after the second time, they usually do get back. About ninety percent of the time. So I've second phone call, not second part. email, second yeah. phone call. Okay. That second phone call. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So is that is that your exciting new uh way to, you know, bring in people just by bugging them a little more, calling them up, leaving voicemails? Like is I that, said, you, your you you do it revelation? professionally over a two week period of time and and you try okay. to be approachable yeah. and that works uh-huh. for me. And, 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 yeah, and what I'm saying is that approach. is that what you consider innovative? Is that innovative? Innovative. It's just most, being a person. It's old school. I think it's old school. It's old school. It totally is old school. I think that old school is still cool. I mean, picking up the phone okay. and making a call is still as relevant now as it ever was. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh huh. Interjection here. The Dow oh, Jones Industrial Average may very well reach twenty-seven thousand this afternoon. Oh, good. Keep your fingers crossed, folks. Okay. I, I just read that the bond market, it's taking a tumble, and that means we're on the verge of a recession. Okay. There you so, go. Jerry, do you, Jerry do, you, do you sell when it goes up that high? No. Okay. No. Let it ride okay. until you retire, Kathy. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, Jerry, uh, have you tr- since it's a tight job market, have you tried any specific new innovative techniques to get to people? Me? No. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mike Rasmussen. What's new and innovative? You mean? I, well, uh, Mike Rasmussen phones people and leaves voicemails. That's not innovative. Yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not calling it innovative. I'm calling it, you know, I still think it works, and it's still, okay, yeah. you know, we, uh-huh. we have all these uh-huh. fancy tools and fancy things, but sometimes it just comes down to, just being a human being and picking up the phone and making a call, right? I mean, that's still yeah. what it's all yeah. about. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. You introduced the question. You said, what are people doing different 
in order to get through to people in this tight job market. So then you said you're fooling people. <laughs> okay, that that means you're doing something new and different. That, that's like means innovative, doesn't it? But let's move on. Well, here, here's, here's the other thing, Mike. No, no, I, I'm not going to argue that. that. I, Wait no, a no, second, no, listen, I'm moving on. I think our another thing that, too picky. that folks are doing our, is no, using... Listen to me, Mike. Our company's too picky. Okay. Okay, listen, Amir, you won't come back. There's so, listen to this, there's so many good, smart, talented, motivated people that don't fit into the razor-thin silos that the companies demand. Do you agree with that? I want you to think about it for a minute while I do an ad, okay? Hi, everybody. It's Recruiting Animal here for Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, okay? Honeit is phone interview technology. It records your interviews, and it turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips. You know why? To help the hiring manager hear the motivation, the personality, the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. Yeah, when you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it delivers a ton of info that you just can't get from a resume, right? So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. It also turns the whole interview into a, a transcript that is searchable. Okay, so Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. And I'm going to do the ad for our good friends at PC Recruiter right now as well. Yay! Gonna... I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. No, you don't know this one. You don't know this one. It's Nick Mazur. Nick Mazur, M-A-Z-U-R. Okay, M-A-Z-U-R. He says, we use PC Recruiter, and you know what? We love it. I have demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust set of features. Other products do one or two things better, but overall... I think PC Recruiter has the most features. We do multiple industries and four different types of searches. And you know what? It's very, very versatile. PC Recruiter, the versatile recruiting software. Check it out at PCRecruiter.net. Back to our guest, Mike Rasmussen. Mike, our company's too picky. The job market is, you know, the candidates are market is a pool is shrinking, like you said, and yet these hiring managers are wanting more and more specific skills. Is it true or not? I think it depends on the industry. Um, each industry has its own requirements. So, okay, you know, I, I, you know what? I know. I, I'm not asking for bland general stuff here. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> That's not bland. I, we, there was a guest. It's true. There it was depends a guest, on the industry. I think. You listen to me. You listen to me for a sec. There was a guest on just a, a couple of months ago, and I pestered okay. him. I said, look, I said, look, uh, Amir, I said, you've got to – don't give me these generalities. <laughs> when he was a guest, he got back to me. He said, I've got my own podcast now, and I understand what you were saying. Granular, granular, granular. I want to hear about your experience. I don't want you to hear, uh, oh, yeah, it depends on the industry. I want you to hear, okay, you know what? I've done a few searches, and I haven't had any problems. You know, the guys, the hiring managers are very reasonable. Or, you know what? They are too picky. Five years ago, they were just more relaxed. Now they think they can get everything. I want to know an answer like that or say, you know what, recruiting animal? I can't answer that question. Let's move on. Let's do something more exciting. What's your answer now? (laughs) What's my answer now? Well, the honest truth is, uh, you know, there are searches that have more of tough scenarios. And I think there you go through a first round process with putting two or three candidates in front of the manager. 
manager says, well, these aren't a fit. Uh, but then you point out and say, you look at the job description, this is exactly the criteria you wanted. And, you know, and then you have to realign. I think it's resetting okay. Are they so, so stupid? Hold on. Are they so stupid that they don't know what they asked you for and you have to point it out? No, I wouldn't say they're stupid. I think that it, sometimes they, they feel on the front end because of whatever's going on in their environment that they have a specific need. Later you come back to them and you have to recalibrate a little bit. So sometimes there are certain why? things just why like is that. It, why, why? You know, it's, it's not a year. There's not a year uh, uh, elapsing between the time they give you the job uh, rec- the request, right. the job order, and the time you bring in some people, maybe a month or so, maybe even less. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, have they lost their minds? Why is there a need for recalibration? What's going on? You work your ass off trying to find people who fit the bill, and then they say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, nah, it's not what I want. That's not right. That's abuse of a recruiter. Don't you agree? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's necessarily that. I think it, you know, you, you look at where the hiring manager is coming from many times. I think, you know, there's so many factors that go into that, right? I mean, they have a million things that they're trying to work through, and part of being a good consultant to them is, sometimes helping them, you know, I think when you come back and you're starting to look at what their needs are, you know, what I do is I'll go back and I'll look at the specific criteria in the location. And I think you can start this in the intake session and you bring them data and say, hey, this is You know, Jerry's going to say, Jerry doesn't even tell me anymore. He just disappears. You used to say, ah, I'm getting bored. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm getting bored. I know. You're probably getting bored. What what do you need? No, hear hear me out. Hear me out. I'm saying that sometimes if you, sometimes what I'll do is I'll go and I'll pull information about the pool of candidates that's available for the specific criteria that manager's looking for. So I I go and I plug in my sourcing criteria, and I can see exactly how many people are in that pool. And then I come back to the manager and I say, this is how many are actually with these criteria. And you know, you've only got three percent of these folks that are really looking this is how many are actually available. So you have to be realistic with them and tell them this is what the market demands. How do you get those numbers? How do you get those numbers? So what you're saying is – Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I use LinkedIn. I use Indeed. I, whatever sourcing tool you have is many times will have this information and will have a, a quick summary point, you know, quick dashboard of, of information about how many actual candidates – have these so so you these, do a ser- uh, quick search criteria. for the title or or what you do a quick search for the title how do you, how do you do that search i want to know well here's an example i had a, a role that has a very specific niche and it's sap payroll and you have to go and you pull up the exact amount of information about how many candidates you know have that specific criteria and what criteria you, you say, hey, like the title what are you searching just the title or or what or location or what is it how do the, you do a quick search skills? The tech skills mixed with the title, uh, the common yeah. titles that these, these candidates have, and you get uh-huh. a, a rough estimate of how many are actually out in the market. Okay. What about this? Why not take a profile, take some of those profiles and actually put in front of the, uh, the person so he's got something concrete to, yeah. to think of? You do that too. You say, yeah. hey, you know, this is, this is the amount that, of candidates that look like this profile, and then the manager can tell you, you know, this is specifically yeah, but what about this is also in line saying, with what look, I'm looking for. Look, look, Bill or Mary, 
you know, I'm going to put a lot of time into this. I don't want to waste the company's time. I don't want you jerking me around, okay? I want to know, I want you to be sure of what you're looking for. And, and you know, if it if it's going to mean that we're going to spend a few hours describing the position, Let's do it now. I don't want to come back after I spend 20 hours on this search and have you say, oh, they're not right. I'm going to go for something else. Do you ever really lay it on the line like that? Don't waste my time. You're yeah, not going to change totally. this job I mean, description. There are, there are times that, you know, you have to tell the manager straight up, you know, you want all these criteria. Do you have any flexibility on any of these parameters? And, you know, the manager will say, no, I don't. But then you say, well, if this is what you want, there's only 80 people in your backyard and, you know, all of them are employed. What do you want to do? I mean, are you willing to, to pay, pay the salary this candidate's going to command? Because they, they know that they're going to be able to command a high salary. What's your budget? Does, is your budget even going to meet what these, these candidates can command? Because they're going to be able to tell you what they want if there's only okay. so many. Okay, I, I want to get to this other question. Okay, I got your picture now. I want to get to this other question before, before the time's gone. Uh, I read an yeah. article, you know, that you read these people are saying uh, job orders, uh, you know, or job ads are not job descriptions. Uh, you know, they have to uh, appeal to people. And I always wonder what they're talking about. Well, now I've got some examples. Okay. Uh, here, here's an example. It's from a co-working space in New York. Okay. They're looking for a social mm -hmm. media and marketing manager. Okay. Okay. They want someone who's part visionary, quote, part visionary, one part online warrior, one part pop culture guru, a dash of precocious energy mixed with a little lyrical whimsy and served with a shot of espresso. Do you think that's hold a good on, hold, on, hold on, what is that? That's me. What, what job is this? That's me. I've always thought Jerry was quite whimsical. Whimsy. That's my middle name. Yeah. Okay, well, Jerry, Jerry, what do you think of that? I think that's a stupid ad. You, they think, obviously, it's, it's something special. I don't special. know, what man. Do you think? It's hard to say. Visionary, warrior, guru, uh, whimsy. <laughs> does does yeah. anybody that think it's good? That is nothing but advertising copyright, so it really doesn't tell you anything about the job. And as a recruiter, you wouldn't rely on that to run your search anyway. Exactly. Great point. Animal, animal. I have to say goodbye. I, need, I have a manicure appointment. Oh, God. I wouldn't uh, want you to miss that, nice. Kathy. No. Get out of here. Thank you. Happy Fourth, Good luck everyone. with your job hunting, Kathy. Happy Fourth, Kathy. I already have a, a sort of an offer. I just don't know if I want to do it or not. So yes, we'll you see. do. Yes, you do. We'll Go ahead. Don't do we'll it. See. Don't do it. Keep shopping around. You're worth more than Let that. Let us know. Mike Rasmussen, right. do you ever use ads? Yes or no? Bye, Kathy. Yes do I or use no, job Mike? ads? Yes, I do. Okay, and would you use something like this? No. I wouldn't write Why it not? That way. Why not? Yeah. It's probably, I mean, it's not fluff. <laughs> yeah, it's fluff, but that's what some people think is good. But here's what the, the, you know, the boss at uh, Ian Siegel from ZipRecruiter, he says, he says, if you use that kind of fancy job ad, it's going to appeal to young men. It's not going to, you know, uh, it's, it, uh -huh. I don't know if this yep. one, I don't know if he's talking to this one, but, but he said, if you, you're using a lot of these uh, phrases like ninja and warrior and all these, you know, I don't know, game, uh, uh, <laughs> video game terms or whatever, 
that's only going to appeal to a, uh, a, a limited audience, and uh, it's not going to appeal to older people or um, necessarily women. Uh, do you think? Do you, so? What are your job ads? Uh, they're they're not flowery at all. I take it, right? No, I mean, mine are very specific. I think they, you know, they definitely call out the criteria of the role, but they're not wordy either. I think you try to get to the point and have the most important things in there, but you also talk about, I think if you have a link to your culture or whatever, that's fine. I think it's better said and better stated sometimes when you have a link to your actual careers uh-huh. site so yeah. that you don't waste that that verbiage in your job ad because here's the thing it's just like us how you know how long do we look at resumes we look at what seven ten seconds uh many times maybe even a max of 25 think of the average job seeker right they have you're going to have fall-offs if your job description is too long or your process is too long so Uh you know if you have a bunch of front-end stuff that's going to you know turn off the candidate how long are your job ads how many lines how many lines in the job ad then you know i I've heard best practice is 500 words um, at most. Uh, So try to keep them, don't make them long and verbose. Try to keep them tight um, whenever possible. That makes the most sense to me. And and even Katrina Kibben, who I I would agree is one of the, you know, foremost thought leaders on, you know, job ads is. Thought leader is an insult on, it's an insult on this show. Okay. Better watch what you're saying. Is it really? Okay. Well, I'll say. One of the, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I think you Katrina's like you got, like her work. You like her work. I do. Okay. She's fantastic. She's fantastic. So I, w- I would point folks to her and and her blogs for great ideas on okay. that space. So okay. So here's a, something a little more concrete. Okay. Some of the recruiters on my Facebook group said they don't like uh, certain kinds of email addresses. One woman said the candidate sent in a resume. The email address it came from was hookers and beer. She ruled them out. Would you rule them up? Um, That's a no. I you would, would rule them out. I would what? rule them out more than likely. I think I would on that okay. case. Okay, I guess the next one, another recruiter said she ruled out, I'm banging your wife. <laughs> yeah, I'd rule that out too. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making this up. These are recruiters saying what they get, right? Okay. Anybody who wouldn't rule those people out, raise your hand now. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't tell us. <laughs> Don't tell us. Okay. <laughs> we got ten minutes. Okay. Do you? Here's here's a question. I never, you know, I never get a good answer to. Okay. If there's a salary range and the candidate asks you how much money is the job paying, well, first of all, will you tell them if they ask right at the, right at the start? You you get one of these guys on the phone. You're leaving your voicemail like you told us. The person picks up, Mike. I, I'm sorry, I haven't called you back yet. I'm I'm actually here, and and you say, look, look, Bill. Thanks for picking up. I've got this position. I wanted to tell you about. Uh, it, here's the title, and uh, the first thing Bill says is, uh, what's the uh, what's the salary, Mike? Will you tell him or will you put him off? Yes, I would tell them that. Okay. Will you tell him a range or one number? I usually tell them the average range of what we normally would go for in a role like that. Okay. Now, here's my question. Will you tell them the honest top of the range, or will you give them a few thousand dollars less to give yourself room to yeah. to, to raise yep. it? Which which that's will you exact, do? Sorry. That's the approach I use. Yep. 
you, so you, so when he says what's the range and it's eighty, it's eighty to one hundred, you don't say eighty to one hundred. You lie. Is that right? <laughs> no. I'll tell them our average range is generally between eighty to ninety. And then if they say, well, I, I'm hoping to be here, and I said, well, you know, that's our average range, but we we possibly can go up a little bit from there. That's the okay. approach. So and, if and he, if, if you say there. he says what's he says Mike what's what's and he sounds like a good guy, like a nice person, uh, and not going to give you a hard time. And you say he says Mike what, what's the salary range before we get going? Let's know that you know we're talking. And you and and so you say. 80 to 90, and he says, "Sorry, I'm I'm at 104. I'm at 94 already." And then immediately you say, "Well, you know what? Maybe I could accommodate you." So it's not obvious that you were lying a minute ago. Is is right, you right. don't no, think so? Seriously, it's, I think the thing the thing I do is I'll say, "Here's our average range," and what that means is our average offers come in at, at this range. And if they say, "Well, this is where I'm hoping to be." They volunteered that. So it, what it does is it enables the candidate to actually tell you where they're hoping to be. And then I'll actually turn it back on them and I'll say, what, where are you hoping to be? And then, you know, the dialogue goes from there. So usually yeah, but that you don't, helps. You, I just want to, but that. you don't think you're lying when it will go up no. to 100 and you say 90. That is not lying in your opinion. Am I right no. about that? Because I, I, I just told them what my average range was. And you know my average offers come in at this this. What level does average range mean? What is average range? Is that where most people get hired? Ninety. That's where most on, of our on, people get hired at that particular level, and if the candidate says, okay. "Well, this is Michael G. Cox, where I'm hoping he, to be, how honest are you? Is, is he lying, or is he is he you know being an honest person? I think he's trying to be as honest as possible. Uh, 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 honest as possible is not honest. Okay, <laughs> so so he's not honest, right? He's not being honest. Is, am I right about that? I would say no. You're not right about that. Okay, Jerry. Am I, is is he being honest when the the company will go up to 100 and he says, and he uses these weasel words, average, and he says 90. <laughs> Jerry, you still there? I don't, th- I don't think that's lying, dude. Um, I would. I usually say I, I try and get three different averages from a client. So worst yeah. performers in their first year, the overall average, and then top performers in their first year. Yep, and and exactly to Mike's point there, I do. I try to use the where the average performers are, because you really don't know if that candidate's. You know, you're still yeah, how, kind of like a dating game. Yeah, you don't game. know. You don't know until after the know person's each other hired. Still. Yeah. Oh, oh, you think you're going to find out if they're a hot performer before you hire them? I mean, you, there's only so much detail you have, so yeah. give them okay. give them the the middle point. You know, where you're going to generally uh-huh. go. For the it, most it, part. Okay. I think final question. Thing. Final question. Okay. Do hiring man or maybe second final question. Do hiring managers make false promises? Do they ever make false promises and then when the person gets hired, she's not happy. She said, "I thought I was going yeah, to get that this. Happens. I don't even have this." Oh, how, can that you happens. tell us a story? How do you know? Do you, do you how have often a does story? That happen? Oh my gosh. Um I mean, this goes back to my agency days where I had a hand I had a hiring manager. Oh, okay, that, it's not recent. Okay, you haven't had that happen. No, it's recently, not recent. Right? Most of my most of my managers are pretty good. I'll admit uh-huh. it. 
Okay. If if you if you talk to a candidate and sh- and you say, listen, what what what's uh, the what's generating your interest in this specific job? She said, look, you know, you read all the articles. What makes people leave a job is the boss, and that's true for me too. I can't stand my boss. Is that going to prejudice you against her? I mean, you have to go through the work. Mike, I hate his guts. I hate his guts, and I have a right to. Do you want me to tell you everything he's doing? I will. You know, I listen to the candidate through that conversation and use my best judgment. So. I know that's okay, probably so not you know what want, you've but. already said you've already said I am prejudiced against this candidate. She should never say not necessarily. That she doesn't not like her boss. If if the candidate is in a in a tough situation, that's actually a good candidate sometimes to recruit from because they may be so a why, great performer. Why, what's your heading and hawing? How come you're saying, well, and yeah, maybe, you know? How come you're saying, Mike, well, how come you're not saying here's, here's not the an answer issue. to that. It's not an issue here's for me. Uh, you know what? Listen, what? listen. I think I think it comes. You have to qualify it. You have to you have to ask more questions and get to the root cause of it and try to understand what's going on. I mean, if the candidate can explain it and say, you know, here's what happened and here's the circumstance and you know maybe something unethical was going on. Uh, you know, I get that. I mean, I think I, those things are. Valid. I just don't so, like him. He's always looking over my shoulder. I don't like micromanagers. Is that good enough for you, yeah. Mike? Yeah, that's fine with yeah. me. Yeah. I, if the candidate's qualified and they've they've given me solid evidence that they meet, you know, most of my criteria, I'll still put that candidate forward. Uh-huh. Okay. What if she says, you know what? I don't like the way he smells. Okay. That's a joke. Okay. <laughs> That's a joke. Okay. Michael Rasmussen. <laughs> Michael G. Cox. Jerry. Kathy. I don't know who else is here. Nobody else spoke. Okay, maybe one other person spoke. I don't know. I thought someone spoke earlier and Never came back. Hi, Michael. Anyway, happy Fourth. Okay, uh, happy Fourth. I, I had Happy First. Okay, I'm Canadian. We had happy our Canada holiday Day, on. Mike. Hold on a second, Kendra. How come you didn't say anything the whole show? I was looking for opinions, and at the end, when I'm not looking, that's when you announce you're here. I, I had a crap load of candidates to go through. Mike was doing great. Okay, congratulations to you. Your son got a PhD. Am I right about that? Yes, and he accepted it. He had seven job offers, and he didn't want any advice from recruiter mom as to what to uh-huh. accept, and he'll be uh, working. That's fantastic. Yeah, Ph.D. in particle nuclear physics. Um, okay. But he oh, he's accepted it. He's got to take a good job because he's, he's going to be supporting you 20 years from now, okay? He's my 401k that's what plan. You should, that's what you should <laughs> <laughs> Actually, according to if you read the papers, he'll be living in your basement 20 years from now. Hey, everybody! He's moving. Go ahead. <laughs> he took a job at Sloan Kettering. Okay, I know the name. What's that? It's a cancer institute, leading cancer research. Ooh, he'll be able to save you when it's time. Sorry, is that too maudlin? You know what? You get you come in the show a little earlier, and then I can talk to you. Okay? Right now, the show's over. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>